everybody. This is me, Amin. And this is Alex. And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about Kabutage Part 2. <laughs> so there's been like a, a lot of developments with regards to submarine cables uh, happening in, uh, not in, but around Malaysia. So, and that has brought to light again this very heated topic about this cabotage issue. So for those who don't know what cabotage is, uh, maybe Alex can explain what, what it is because I don't think I'm going to do a good job. <laughs> okay, so cabotage is basically like the, the right to operate in domestic waters. So, Every country has it. Malaysia has cabotage policy since the 1980s. So with the cabotage policy in place, that means that foreign vessels can just simply come to our waters and do domestic routes. Like for example, passenger ships and cargo ships. Uh, if a cargo ship from overseas, they can land in Port Klang and they cannot do like domestic routes. They can continue the journey from Port Klang to Kuching, to KK or to Tanjung Pulapas and all that. So mm. that's what cabotage is for. And it's to protect the local shipping industry and to maintain the security and the sovereignty of our waters. Okay. Yeah. Now we go back two years ago, uh, two to three years, three years ago. Two years ago, exactly. Two, okay, exactly two years ago, uh, our transport minister, our former transport minister, uh, and our former communication minister during the Pakatan Harapan uh, government uh, worked together to solve this problem of uh, ships, specifically fixing submarine cables coming into Malaysian waters. So they exempted uh, the cabotage charges policy policy yep. for these ships to allow for submarine cables coming through Malaysia to be fixed quickly uh, and in uh, uh, ensuring that uh, big tech companies like Facebook, Google, uh, Microsoft, Amazon, and all that have uh, assurance in terms of uh, data reliability uh, and performance coming through Malaysia because a lot of submarine cables that come through Malaysia connects uh, countries like Australia, Hong Kong, uh, India and a few other big nations. So we play a very important role in the information superhighway and a lot of people don't know that. So after after the reign of the Pakatan Harapan government, we now have the new Pakatan Perikatan National, National Government. Yep. And we have a new uh, communication minister. We have a new uh, transport minister. So the I, I guess one of the first things he did was uh, revoke the cabotage exemption. Uh, exemption for submarine uh, for ships fixing submarine cables. And that, um, you know, raised actually raised a lot of red flags. Uh, I think uh, Anthony Loke, uh, even uh, uh, Gobind Singh, came out to say that, what are you doing? This is going to be uh, detrimental to the Malaysian economy. Uh, and, you know, he, uh, Dr. Wee, Dato' Dr. Wee Kasyong, the current um, transport minister, was adamant. He defended uh, the stance, uh, although we all don't agree on the points that he brought up defending and justifying why uh, cabotage should be upheld for uh, ships coming in to fix uh, submarine cables. One of the reasons why he wanted to, he said was, he we he wanted to develop a local industry uh, to allow uh, ships to uh, capabilities to fix submarine cables uh, but that doesn't hold water because we physically do not have the ships and i don't think there's any company that has come out to say that okay we're going to um, accept this challenge from the minister and we're going to be able to deploy four or five, six ship or at least even one uh, GP2 ship 
DP2, yeah. DP2 capable ship uh, so that it will fulfill the requirements of these big tech companies uh, to ensure the upkeep uh, and performance of submarine cables passing through Malaysia. So that happened like a couple of months ago. I think last year. November. It yeah. was like a huge deal last year. And then it kind of died down. And then now we move into 2021. Uh, this show is recorded on uh, Thursday, 8th of April. Okay, so Facebook... Uh, announced in March this year that they are building two submarine cables called Echo and Bifrost. Really cool names. Uh, but these cables are, are not coming through Malaysia. They are connecting the US mainland and they will go from the US mainland all the way to Singapore and Indonesia. Singapore. Indonesia, okay, fine lah. Sing- Indonesia is kind of like separate from Malaysia. Singapore is like... Submarine cables pass through us and not through Singapore. So it, it's a big deal. And then uh, over the weekend, uh, my IX right, issued yep. a statement. And then uh, Alex uh, wrote like an extensive article about that statement, which kind of like ignited this this whole cabotage issue again. Uh, and then what happened after that was Anthony Loke uh, picked up that article from Soi Jin Chao, written by Alex. Because Anthony Lok and Gobin Singh were yeah. uh, like, and if you see them in parliament, you watch our previous show, yep. they are very passionate about not upholding this cabotage charges for the for for the ships coming in for foreign ships coming in to fix submarine cables in Malaysia, and rightly so. I think I'm on their side with regards to this because the impact now you can see Facebook has made the announcement. Yep. So Anthony Lok put out a Facebook post, right? Yeah, just share a post and just one liner. It just says thanks to Wikasen for his brilliant strategy of protecting one company at the expense of the nation's interests. And then he put the link to to your to your article, yep. right? So on, uh, I think in the same day, a few days later on the weekend, okay. uh, Wee Kasiung responded. Yes, Wee Kasiung is not going to take that uh, lying down, and he responded on a lengthy Facebook post in DM uh, in Bahasa Melayu, uh, listing down I think what eight, nine, ten, a, a long I, I, list. I, yeah, I think like eleven pointers of of justifications why cabotage is still important. And somehow or other, on that like uh, rampage that he went on, he also attacked us. Yeah. Because in one of those pointers, he said a couple of pointers actually. <laughs> he said that we we are unverified and Untrust- unprofessional, untrusted and unprofessional, and we half baked reporting. And uh, and Anthony Lok should have known better to pick a source from uh, from this this unverified, untrusted sources. You should pick other sources. So that's why we're having this show. Yeah. <laughs> because number one, I think uh, I think I should we should defend uh, our position. Soyjinjo.com. Uh, we've done this from 2007. We've been in the industry. If you watch our show on why Soyjinjo, we are passionate about uh, technology and about writing articles and keeping people informed about the right things whether it is uh or for us whether it helps us or not if it's something that people should know if it's something that the public should know and the public should know because it's important for them and for the country we will do the research and we will post it up in uh, trust and integrity is the is the 
cornerstone of why we exist, why Sorry Chinchow exists. This is how we train our new team members and this is what we inculcate in our culture of telling stories. Be it about serious issues like cabotage and submarine cables or about fun issues like food and 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 uh and and phone reviews uh that is what we are so for i, I don't know i don't know i think alex and i we take a huge offense by dr wika siong's a statement saying that we are unprofessional unverified and untrusted so to that we i think i'm putting this out on the table as well we did reach out to him on facebook we responded to him on facebook on his post Uh, and also we reached out to him personally via his uh, press secretary to call him in for an interview on let's talk about for him to really justify and clarify all these source, uh, all these points that he's been putting up and also to take our questions because it's not fair for he, for us that he is allowed to say all these things about us but we are not able to respond directly to him. So this is our response. So that's number one. Number two, I think he just took a friggin cannon and a number of shotguns and <laughs> shot himself in the foot and everyone else in his party. <laughs> so yeah, in one fell swoop, this this statement that he's he's put out on on Facebook uh made him look terrible. He he attacked both uh the people who are in his party and also the opposition and us the media all at the same time <laughs> so thankfully uh we've got people on our backs i think a number of uh, people in the industry uh were were like supporting us and a number of people even in the uh a number of uh, politi- politicians and a number of industry uh notable industry figures were going out to say like dude you cannot say that about sergeant.com because they are really trusted they know what they're talking about you don't know what you're talking about okay so that's that's our point i mean uh, this show is not about about that what i want to delve in deeper uh with regards to today's show is okay what are the points that he talked about and what are the what are the wrong things uh that what are the notable things for me it's like the the most glaring thing is that he he mentioned that there were no data centers in malaysia yeah i think the most glaring uh, error was that when he when when he tried to um fire pot shots at his predecessors so he said this that um the reason why um facebook decides to land in Singapore is because Singapore has a data center at um Tanjung Kling. At Tanjung Kling yes. in is a data center in Singapore mm. and that's the reason why they do it there. And the reason why they skip Malaysia is because he said that Malaysia has no data centers. And he also said that <laughs> the Pakatan Harapan government is dwelling on you know useless projects like flying, flying cars and instead of focusing on data centers and IR 4.0. Okay, let's uh, let's break it down first. Number one, the name Tanjung Kling. He spelled it wrong in his statement. It is spelled K L I N G and not K E L I N G. And if you've been following the news, Dewan Bahasa and Pustaka has had an issue with that word K E L I N G. So what the hell? <laughs> so proof pr- proof read first your statements before you go out because uh, uh Dr. Dato Dr. Wikasyong, with all due respect sir, you are a minister and a public figure. Everything you say and do and put out on Facebook is is seen and viewed by the public you should set a good example number 2 the flying car project <laughs> no no number 2 is the <laughs> data the center centers, yes so he says in malaysia there are no data centers number 1 i don't know when he writes this statement did he even check or with like facts all you have to do is google 
data centers in Malaysia. And at least two two names come out. I don't know how many data centers are there in Malaysia. I didn't check, but I think there's like four. I think there's more than that. So the thing is, he blamed it on the Pakatan Harapan government. So okay. So the thing is, during between 2018 to 2020, there are number of data centers being announced. Like a uh, Capital Corp, they announced a new data center in Johor yes. in November 2018. Yes. And even TM, they actually unveiled KDVC. is yeah KDVC in Putrajaya. So that's a state of the art um a data center in Sabajaya. There was a uh, Launched in May 2019, yes. so are they, they are data centers. And there's and another data center for TM in in Johor as well. I, I forgot, think so. Yeah. I forgot what's the the data center called. There's a name for it. Yeah. So basically, Malaysia has a lot of data centers, and there's also report that the data center industry is actually thriving in Malaysia. Yes. It's growing. More yes. people are investing because there's higher need for cloud services, mm-hmm. and there's also my digital, which we'll get into a bit later. Yep. And <laughs> up to a point that even MDEC chairman Rice Hussein was so pissed. He has even responded to Dr. Wika Siong, saying, can you please check your facts? Malaysia has been building data centers since the 90s. How could you say that we don't have data center infrastructure? Maybe he's he's in a different dimension. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, okay, why? The question for me is, why is he so adamant about upholding this cabotage thing for submarine cables? Submarine cables break down like, you know, once, I don't know, once a year, I don't know. No, it's actually about twice a month now. Okay, yeah. but but it's not about breaking down. The thing is, it's about maintenance. Now, okay. Yep. I, so, what I'm trying to say is, the point I'm trying to make is, I don't think um, submarine cable repair ships, the traffic, is significant enough that he has to say that, okay, the exemption is no longer because we're losing a lot of money. The thing about it, right, this cabotage, just re-emphasize, this cabotage exemption is only for the submarine cable repairs. Mm. Everything else is still maintained. The cargo ship, passenger is still maintained. And as raised by my IX and I'm mistaken, even uh, MDAC, uh, some countries actually exclude the submarine cables as part of the cabotage because they only enforce cabotage on cargo ships and passengers Because they're high, high traffic. And notice that the submarine cables right, are like a lifeline to the economy. So you can't, you know, put this kind of restrictive uh, measures in place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, here's where I'm coming from. Uh, okay, we, did we did we break down the thing? We forgot number three. We've flying cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay, we'll talk about flying cars right after this. But what I want to, what, what I want to say is that he, he, a lot of people tell me that this, this, uh, Dr. Dr. Wee Kasiong is a smart person. Uh, you know he's he's very learned and and he 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 writes in bahasa he prefers to write in bahasa and that's very commendable for for such a, a, a astute person for 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 a minister and and I applaud him for that and he should do the most noble thing he he can do uh, in this crisis because everybody's like attacking him right yep. so instead of defending his stance right he could say okay guys you know what I could be wrong but There's no harm in being wrong. Uh, there's no harm in making mistakes. Uh, let's work together. I will call for a meeting with uh, the noble Anthony Lok, uh, Gobind Singh for their advice and I will also call the Minister of Communications and let's hash this out and let's fix this problem. To date, uh, on the 8th of April, he has not done that. In fact, he has gone on to continue to go down this narrative that he's going down on. It doesn't bode well for him. I think there are people behind the scenes that are lobbying for something. I don't know what what it is. Uh, I agree with uh, Mr. Anthony that there is some protectionism going on. There is somebody that is benefiting from this and it's definitely not Malaysians. Except for the shipping companies. 
Yeah, because all the, all this while, right, he's been talking about shipping companies, but he doesn't address the biggest elephant in the room, which is the tech company's concern. Yes. Yeah. So, should we start about the My Digital thing? But what about the flying cars? Okay. <laughs> he, also, yeah, he also talked about the flying cars, right? In his Facebook, Facebook statement, he said, the previous government wasted time on crappy projects such as the flying cars. Here's the thing. The flying car project is actually announced and led by Mohammad Rezwan Mohammad Yusof, who is now serving as the minister in the Prime Minister Department for Special Functions. So, hey, it's your own dude. Dude. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So, we, I, Alex and I, okay, before we go into the My Digital thing, right? Alex and I had a discussion last night um, specifically about, like, why do politicians and ministers go up and, and make all this... Seemingly, I don't have the nicer word for this, but stupid <laughs> statements uh, and coming out with things like this. I why why do they do that? Because uh, I I think it's not fair for us to think that they are actually not smart, and I think it's not fair for us to assume that it is as black and white and as clear as that. So I feel that there is a strategic and a deeper reason for, for him to come out and say things like this. I feel like there's a distraction. I mean, if he just keep quiet, you yeah. know, this thing will not be erupted like this. Yes. Yeah, he can just yes. keep it down. Because after the announcement and after Facebook announced that, okay, the submarine cables are coming, I think late March, right? Yeah. Um, the news went out and it just went out and, and there was no fire about it. My ex released a statement. Yeah, uh. people were pissed off about it and it just died down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was maybe one, two, three days tops and then after that, people forgot about it. People were like going on with their lives. And then, Dato', Dr. Wee Ka Xiong had to put out this statement that attacked his pe- the people in his party, attacked the people in the opposition party uh, and also attacked the media in, in one fell swoop. Obviously, this is a targeted strategic um, attack to cause damage, but to also cause a distraction. I don't have I don't have proof because I don't I I can't link what this distraction is, but it feels like that to me. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, if you agree, drop them in the comments below. Give us a thumbs up uh, if you if you agree. Tell tell us what you think. Now the more interesting thing is my digital. Yep. And and how this submarine cable echo and bifrost decision thing is affecting this. Yeah, so um, just recently, the Prime Minister announced my digital program. So it's basically like a, a plan to 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 uh, push Malaysia into a high-income nation through digital economy. Mm. So one of the main drivers is to attract submarine cable investors. Mm. And the goal was to, to have the most submarine cable landings in Southeast Asia by 2025. That is written black and white in the my digital document. Blueprint, yeah. Blueprint, yes. Yeah, and we all know that this cabotage issue is affecting Malaysia's attractiveness in attracting investors. That's been raised by MyRx, raised by MDEC. Even MDEC actually issued a position paper on this mm. back in November, highlighting that, you know, why this cabotage issue will affect Malaysia's competitiveness and how it will scare away investors. Because it's clearly stated there that Malaysia doesn't have the right vessels. Repairs take too long. It can take 27 days on average or mm. up to 100 days because of this cabotage issue. Mm. And yeah, so why would an investor come to Malaysia if there's just so much issues? If I'm going to lay a cable, I need to maintain high SLA. If it goes down, I need to fix it quickly. Mm. This cabotage is delaying it. Yep. Imagine like you and me, if your line goes down, just for one hour, you'll be frustrated, right? Yep. So what more about uh, submarine cables? It's going to be days. 
And it's not just about normal consumers. Enterprises, businesses, cloud services will be affected. Yeah, we're looking at terabytes of critical data. We're not just talking about YouTube and whatever. We're talking about banking data. We're yep. talking about cloud data, critical data, data for work yep. that's going to be affected. That's right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, and and the thing is, our com- our our neighbors, Singapore and Indonesia. So a lot of people come and tell me, okay, we know that like, Singapore is more advanced than Malaysia in in a number of things, but I think I still think Malaysia is better. Um, but Indonesia, a lot of people come to me and tell me, you know what? In terms of technology, despite Indonesia looking like what it is, in terms of technology and digital economy, um, they are probably five to ten years more advanced than we are in terms of um. Uh, readiness and recept- receptiveness of accepting all this uh, new money coming in for digital investment. Um, so uh, I'm I'm frustrated because like why why isn't the prime minister doing anything? Yeah, because if it, in simple terms, right, it looks like this sabotage is sabotaging its own government. Sabotaging all the agendas of the of the of the government, yep. and if you look into, I mean, so okay, so Asian Job is not a political website. We're far from that, but you know, we I guess we're kind of like dragged into this because first of all, we have to defend ourselves, and then number uh, second second of which we have to like really explain the situation, give you guys a a a three hundred and sixty perspective on what's going on. Elections are kind of coming up, so now. Everybody's not liking this this minister. He's saying all these weird things. He's making his party look silly. Um, MDEC is saying something. My uh, industry uh, practitioners are saying it because they are super concerned about this. But the minister that is directly related to this and is critical to making my digital a success, um, the communication minister has not said anything. Yep, and that's his KPI. He needs to deliver that target in less than f- in f- about four years' time, less than five years. Yeah, so he is going to be responsible, and this is going to be a huge stumbling block because before th- uh, this whole thing erupted recently, um, a lot of industry players have already raised concerns. There was a memo which I've seen mm. that was sent to the prime minister urging him to step in and to reinstate the cabotage exemption because that will affect the investments that's going to be made. Mm. And there were and some of the tech giants have also told. Uh, Dr. Wee Kassong, that this this issue will will make them review their submarine, submarine cable investments as well. So there's a lot of concerns out here. But then again, he's still addressing it head on. He's only talking from the shipping company side. Mm. What he's going to do to address it? Okay, a number of things that he has done to reduce the weight. So during the parliament debate, which was which was pretty hot uh, last year, he the reroute jela yeah reroute jela. Okay. So he did mention that uh, his ministry has introduced the EDSL to reduce the 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 process. So they made the form digital lah. Yeah, and it's shorter. So uh. from like thirty working days, it can be approved within less than ten working days. And he actually in his Facebook post, he actually shown a list of approvals being done through the EDSL process. Okay. It's all done in three days. So yeah, yeah, we did reduce the time. It's only one exception. That I think it's only one time that took six days, but it's much shorter than before. But like you said previously, it's still three days. It's three days, number one. Yeah, number it, two is why can't why can't we work like... Um, concurrently. Yes, concurrently. Meaning that while while he is working on to improve the the process and make it faster and while the shipping company is building a DP2 ship or getting one, while that is uh, in progress, still allow 
for investments to come in, still allow for foreign ships to come in to repair the submarine cable, still allow for that movement. Yep, exactly. So we can see right now there are two concerns here. Number one is how do we get more submarine cable investments? Number one. So to solve that, we need to create a more favorable environment. They need the right ships. Mm. There's, they can come in as fast as possible. So have that competition exemption policy in place mm. in the time being so that they can come in, they're assured that they can maintain the, uh, the 99.99% uptime mm. or whatever so that they will be, are comfortable to invest in Malaysia. Number two, local shipping industry. Like you said, why don't we start focusing on building the local industry so he can actually come up with incentives or I don't know, any program to ensure that Malaysia has the right capabilities. Build this industry to fix submarine cables because they can work together. They can sit down with the tech industries like based on a projection that we're going to have the most submarine cable landings in Southeast Asia, we need repair ships yep. to fix it. We need DP2 ships. So you can tell the industries, we need to build this industry or else we're going to lose out because these players need DP2 ships. We yeah. can come up with DP3 ships, even better maybe. Mm. We can have world-class facilities. And mm. that's something that the transport ministry should do to work hand-in-hand hand with the communications ministry. Yeah, so obviously he's not doing that. Um, when when he says this thing, it, he doesn't. I mean, at least from from my knowledge, I don't see like a plan. All I see is okay. I'm going to do this, and hopefully these things will happen. And then he's quite insistent as well. Like there's one uh, interview he's with the stubborn, Ed. La, yeah. Seriously, like the interview with the Edge, right? He said that the the reasons given by tech industries are illogical. You know, DP one is more than enough. You don't need DP two. How would he know? He's a transport minister. He's not a technology or innovation minister. He he doesn't know what the requirements are. If even even if he does, at least please be um, reasonable, right? No, okay. Reasonable is one. Be be smart in 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 be be a statesman in a way that you how you you elaborate that discourse. Don't just say oh. Because DP1 ships is enough. Yep. You just say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to tell you why I think the DP1 ships are enough. Because I've spoken to Facebook, I've gotten the data, I've spoken to Google, I've gotten the data, these are the requirements, and we feel that it is, com- we are confident that DP ships are able to meet their requirements. And I'm sending them a memo, blah, 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 to convince them. Yep. He's not. He hasn't come out to say that. Yeah, it looks like, to me, the stance is like, you know, this is the situation, take it and leave it. It's like, talk to my hand, I don't care, this is what I think. Yeah, Something's up. Something's up. So, okay, I guess, is there anything else you want to add, Alex? Uh, so, Alex put yeah. out like three questions yes. to, to, to in response to, uh, again, Dr. Wika Siong's statement and blatant attack on SoeJinja.com. So, he, he asked, uh, has uh, Minister of Transport addressed the concerns of the tech giants? Yeah. Uh, and 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 whether Malaysia has the required vessels, uh, uh, the required by the tech giants, they require this because of what insurance and, and things like that. It is not something like they want for fun, uh, for fun because they also <laughs> they also have other people that they have to answer to in terms of SLAs and uh, quality of service, and that's why they require things like this. The um. So, and then number three is uh, we call out to to him to come and talk to us. Um, so to date, uh, it has been almost a week, five days since his statement. Um, a number of people have reached out to speak to Alex specifically on the matter, but none of them is him. Mm. So I don't know. I think something's up. If I if I if I try to connect the dots, right? That I think that is. It has something to do with the SPV. It has something to do with China. It has something to do with blocking uh, US supremacy in uh, the Asian region. 
That's quite speculative. It is. It is kind of like a uh, a foil cap kind of foil hat kind of thing. It is a conspiracy kind of thing, and I'm I'm putting out there. I could be wrong, but I I don't believe. I I think for you to become a minister, you need to be smart, lah. I don't think anyone will agree with that. <laughs> I mean, no, what I'm trying to say is, for you to get to that position, you need to be smart, lah, right? In theory. No, 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 no. I mean, like, for you to to be in that position, like for you to for people to to uh, to okay to say that okay, I'm vouch I vouch for this person. Uh, I appoint him. He needs to at least be reliable and smart in terms of doing what he's supposed to do or what he is told. At least, lah. If you don't have the critical thinking or whatever, right? The minimum for you to be able to be in that minister is like, okay, if I tell you to do something, you make sure you execute it properly. Well, I guess okay, and that's where that's where my 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 theory is is coming up from. Well, if to be honest, right, since he's a transport minister, I think he's doing a good job in defending the transport industry, which is the shipping company. So the the issue here no, is no, that no, why yeah. why should he defend the transport industry? At what cost? At what? Why is he def- defending the shipping industry, and foregoing the 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 benefit of the nation? I don't think that's a good job. That's very. I don't know. His his job is not to defend the shipping industry. His job is to make sure that the transportation needs of all Malaysians are met. That is the latest development of the cabotage issue happening in Malaysia. I am actually, to be honest, really sad um, and concerned about this. Um, because yeah, submarine cables are a huge deal, and we we were doing great actually. We had uh, a number of new landings in the couple in the past couple of years coming to Malaysia. Uh, I I I note that Telecom was uh, was building a number of cables connecting Hong Kong to Australia to a, to a number of other countries, um, and suddenly you know after the PN government comes in, we have this announcement. I think. You know, we were we were a step ahead when we when it came to five G deployment in 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 the region. We were leading uh, um, COVID response in the region. Uh, we were leading in terms of developing talents, digital talents, and also uh, data centers and also submarine cables in the region. And it seems like we're taking at least a ten year step backwards. As a concern, and also the way it's being handled is also um, not assuring because when he revoked the exemption, he he didn't consult anyone. Yeah, that's the the worrying part. Yeah, yeah. And the ministers that are supposed to stand up and say, "Hey, dude, you know what? I think uh, you better like slow down on all these things, uh, or at least have a talk." Um, Saifuddin, right? The the least that he can do is he could come out and put out a statement to say, uh. We hear the sentiment of the people about uh, the submarine cable issues, and I will have a discussion with um, my fellow minister uh, to resolve the matter. Yep, that's the least. That's the the least. That's yeah. the least to say. Hey, you know what? I'm looking into it. That's the bare minimum. That's your KPI, man. <laughs> and he and he didn't. He he he. He didn't say any statement on this. He's busy talking about other things. He can't even say that. He he can't even say, "Okay, I'll go talk to him." Yeah, that's the least. Yes, you know, if you have like, uh, you know, like okay, okay, for me, like I, 
I'm married, right? So I have a wife. Uh, if she comes to me, say, I'm pissed off with this, blah, blah, blah. The least I can do is say, okay, I'll go talk to that person. Yeah. At least, the you least. acknowledge the issue. At least assure that you're looking to it. That's yeah. it, yeah. And you can go, like, go and talk, hey, dude, you know what? Next time, just, uh, you know, just do it on the download, la, or, you know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, can settle, la. I mean, for, uh. for us, it's, we don't have any, you know, uh, we don't we don't cite anyone in the political realm on this this issue. For us, is what's... What is the right thing to do? What's the right thing to do? Yes. Because this is for the interest of the riot. Because yes. this submarine cables affects not just the tech giants, it affects you and me and everyone else. And it also affects the My Digital Blueprint because the Prime Minister has this ambitious plan to drive Malaysia forward. And this will, in a way, sabotage it. Yeah. 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 It's a cabotage to sabotage. Yeah, so th- that's it. We just want to raise concern. That's yeah, all. so I hope, uh, I hope you know, in what little part that we can do, in what little part that we can make a difference, we are. I hope if you're listening and watching to this show, you are also concerned, uh, as concerned as we are with regards to this issue. It's no small matter. Uh, if it is, you know, I hope you also put out your voice out there, whether it's in social media, tweet to the minister, tweet to Wikasyon, tweet to Saifuddin, tweet to Muhyiddin. Let them see that people are talking about this and they're concerned about this. And hopefully together we can make a difference. Hopefully. You know, that's uh, that's the least that we can do. Agreed. Oh, before we end, um, I'm res- uh, I th- Alex and I are going to respond to comments from our previous Let's Talk About where we talked about the... Okay, we talked about why would you would you buy a desktop computer in 2021? I think in that show, the, the answer was a resounding no. Um, so, Kurt uh, Russell Roa says, Hello from uh, Philippines. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How do you say hello in Philippines? Uh, Mabuhay. Mabuhay. Alex is half Philippines, by the way. Half Philippines? <laughs> Filipino! <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but hi, 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 hi. Thank you, thank you for watching uh, from the Philippines, Kurt. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, uh, next question from uh, Kah Wen Chop. These finished desktops are for corporate users or to be put in public library, where people <laughs> mainly use it for Word, Excel, or YouTube. Real PC masters build their own. Ha ha ha. Yes, absolutely right. I prefer building on my own PC as well if I'm going to get a desktop. Mm, except if you're going for an all-in-one. Uh, last comment is from Ian. And he says, The mate station is a disgrace to all desktops. Moving forward, we must never refer to it as a desktop PC. What, what, what should we call it then, Ian? <laughs> what should we... I mean, Let's call it a mate station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much, uh, too much uh, syllables. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's terrible. Yeah, it shouldn't be called a desktop PC. You can't you can't upgrade it. You can't do anything. The power supply doesn't have extra ports. Yeah. Uh, the memory is not using the desktop grade type of memory stick slot. Yeah, yeah it's quite yeah. limited. Yeah. We, sh- we should call it what the hell is this? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, I just want to remind everybody we are available on podcast, so you can listen to this show while driving your car, since it's a transportation issue. <laughs> uh, we are available on uh, Spotify, Google, Apple. Just search for. Storyjinjo.com, let's talk about and we're there. Um, 
We're also available on YouTube, so if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up if you think the show is informative and helpful for you all. Uh, drop us a comments. Uh, drop drop us comments and let us know what how we're doing with the show, how how we can improve, how can how it can be better. Uh, if there's any suggestions of topics that we should cover or anything that we should talk about, let us know. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you're listening to us on podcast, do give us a five star rating if you find the show helpful and informative because it helps the show grow. And uh, we we thank you so much for your support. Okay, that's about it, guys. This is me. I mean, oh, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Uh, okay, that's about it, guys. This is me, Amin. And this is Alex. Uh, thanks for watching. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.